Bismillah, walhamdulillah, wassalatu wassalamu ala rasulillah. They say just as our bodies need nourishment to survive, our souls need to be nourished as well. But the question is, how often do we feed our souls? Welcome to Soul Food, a podcast about spiritual refinement. My name is Amjad Tarsin and I invite you to embark with me on this journey inward to work on our souls. Assalamu alaikum and welcome back to Soul Food, episode 4, where we are looking at the Sunnah, the Sunnah of the Prophet Muhammad, peace and blessings be upon him. And in this episode, we're going to look at the purification process. We're going to look at the safety of the Sunnah of the Prophet. And finally, we'll look at some examples of the conformity of the companions to his way. So we're continuing with this beautiful book by Imam al-Sha'rani, Lawaqih al-Anwar al-Qudsiyya, where we're really trying to expose ourselves to the divine lights, the lights of faith, the lights of nearness, the lights of belief and closeness to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala by connecting ourselves to these divine covenants through the Prophet Muhammad, peace and blessings be upon him, the one who came to teach us the way to God. So looking at the purification process, that's essentially what we've been talking about in Soul Food from the very beginning, how to really purify ourselves and remove the rust and the diseases of the heart so that we can witness and see through the lens of our heart what we are supposed to see, particularly in relation to our relationship with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And as human beings, we naturally gravitate towards role models. It's something you see in children. It's something even as adults at maybe a more subconscious level, but we gravitate towards role models. We find people that we want to be like. Whether we know it or not, we're following someone or some group or some particular idea that we are looking for something that we can follow and mimic as a means of guidance and direction in our lives. But one of the things, particularly in today's world, is that not everything that glitters is gold, as they say. So many of the things that catch our attention and so many of the things that people follow, they're really leading us down a path of destruction, of spiritual destruction. You know, you see uh, famous people who might be famous for all the wrong reasons, and people really idolizing them and attaching themselves to them, or even certain ideologies that people get attached to, and they only see the world through that lens. And if it's not connected to Allah and His Messenger, then it's something that is not of benefit in reality. And that is why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sent us the quintessence of all of His beloved servants, the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam as our example and role model and guide for the people at the end of time. One of the things that the Prophet ﷺ taught us, and this relates to the purification process and relates back to what we said in the first episode of really spiritually connecting with the Prophet Muhammad ﷺ. So one of the things that actually helps us in that purification process in addition to following him, and this is actually from the essence of following him, is sending salawat upon him, sallallahu alayhi wasallam, sending God's peace and blessings and mercy upon him, sallallahu alayhi wasallam. There's a beautiful hadith, 
عن أبي بن كعب رضي الله عنه قال يا رسول الله إني أكثر الصلاة فكم أجعل لك من صلاتي O Messenger of God He said This is one of the companions Sayyidina Ubay ibn Ka'b He said O Messenger of God I do a lot of extra invocations So how much of my invocations Should I dedicate to you In other words Sending peace and blessings upon you قال صلى الله عليه وسلم ما شئت قلت الربع قال ما شئت وإن زدت فهو خير لك So the Prophet ﷺ, in response to his question, how much of my extra invocations and prayers and devotions should I dedicate to sending God's peace and blessings upon you, the Prophet ﷺ said, whatever you wish. So I said, I, uh, Ubay ibn Ka'b, should I do a quarter of my extra invocations? And he replied, whatever you wish, but if you increase, it is better for you. So then he said, should I do half of my extra invocations dedicated to sending peace and blessings upon you? And the Prophet ﷺ replied, he said, whatever you wish, but if you increase it, it is better for you. So then Sayyidina Ubay ibn Ka'b says, I'll make all of my extra invocations dedicated to sending peace and blessings upon you. And the Prophet ﷺ replied and said, إِذَنْ تُكْفَ هَمُّكَ If you do that, then your worries will be taken care of and your sins will be forgiven. And this is narrated by Imam Ahmad and At-Tirmidhi and others. That if your extra time you spend it in sending Allah's peace and blessings upon the Prophet ﷺ, the result of that is that your worries will be taken care of and your sins will be forgiven. So having our sins forgiven is one of the ways that we engage practically in that purification process. That brings us to the next point, back to the sunnah specifically as this way of safety. Imam al-Sha'rani in the book, he highlights in this covenant an aspect or a very beautiful wisdom that I don't think many of us hear about when we hear about the sunnah. He says that the righteous servants of God, they adhere specifically and so carefully to the book of Allah and the way of the Messenger وسلم, as the greatest means of having their souls be close to God. That the way of being brought close and the way of proximity and the way of witnessing Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, that way is encapsulated and communicated to us in the book of Allah and the way of his messenger, sallallahu alayhi wasallam. A lot of people, they just look at it as a to-do list or all of these rules. But if you really think, what is all of this for? What is the end goal? That is what the end goal is. And that the way of the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam, his sunnah is the way to attain the most sublime form of honor that you will ever achieve. And that is to be granted Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's love. Allah says in the Quran, قُلْ إِن كُنْتُمْ تُحِبُّونَ اللَّهَ فَاتَّبِعُونِ يُحْبِبْكُمُ اللَّهُ وَيَغْفِرْ لَكُمْ ذُنُوبَكُمْ وَاللَّهُ غَفُورٌ رَّحِيمٌ Say, if you love God, then follow me, i.e. the Prophet Muhammad, and God will love you and forgive you your sins. God is most forgiving, merciful. So if you love Allah, then the way that you are given that love in return 
is by following in the footsteps of his greatest beloved, the one that he subhanahu wa ta'ala sent to us as a guide and as a role model, as an example, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. So Imam al-Sha'arani says the second covenant is to follow the Muhammadan sunnah, as-sunnah al-Muhammadiyyah in all of our words, actions, and beliefs. This is the way of honor. And this is the path of safety in this life and in the hereafter. No one else is going to guide you to as much good and benefit and wholesomeness and balance and harmony other than God's appointed guide. The one that he subhanahu wa ta'ala sent by his command and his permission as a guide for all of us. There's a really beautiful hadith that uh, teaches us this and really drives this point home. Sayyidina al-Irbad ibn Sariya radiallahu anhu said, the messenger of God, peace and blessings be upon him, he warned us with such an admonition that our hearts trembled and tears flowed from our eyes. So we said, O messenger of God, this feels like a farewell warning. So give us counsel, counsel us. The Prophet ﷺ responded and he said, I counsel you to be mindful of Allah and to listen and obey even if you are led by a person whose limbs are cut off. In other words, a person who is maimed and physically unpleasant and physically weak. For whoever of you lives on, they shall see many differences and many arguments. Therefore, follow my sunnah and the sunnah of the caliphs who are guided and guides for others after me. Bite onto it with your molars and beware of newly in innovated matters, for newly innovated matters are a misguidance and every misguidance is in the fire. This is a really powerful hadith and maybe uh, you might have heard it before, maybe not. But one of the things that's really important in this hadith is where the Prophet wasallam says, follow my sunnah and the sunnah of the caliphs who are guided after me. Bite onto it with your molars. Your molars are at the back of your mouth. In other words, bite onto it with the strongest and deepest part of your teeth. Hold onto it with everything you've got. It is the most valuable thing. And there will come things after me that will try to confuse you and try to pull you away from that. But bite onto it with your molars. And so much of what we see in today's world is pulling us in so many different directions. So when we find that connection, when you find that connection to the Prophet ﷺ, never let go. Never let go. Because what is going to bring you inner peace and ultimately and most importantly, success in the hereafter? It is the sunnah of Muhammad ﷺ. There's many examples of the companions, may Allah be well pleased with all of them. They were very attentive to the words and actions and states of the Prophet And their attentiveness and their care was due to their recognition that he was sent as a complete role model, that he was the perfected servant of God. And they also paid so much attention because they loved him deeply. And he was so easy to love and to fall in love with. Sayyidina Umar ibn al-Khattab radiallahu anhu, he once was seen kissing the black stone which is attached to the Kaaba, and he said, I know that you are a stone, 
and you bring neither harm nor benefit. But had it not been that I saw the messenger of God kiss you, I would not have kissed you. In other words, if the Prophet ﷺ had not done this, I would never do it. And you can also understand it even more deeply. I am doing what the Prophet ﷺ did because everything he did must have been of benefit, even if, you know, in the world, a stone is a stone. But this stone is special for a number of reasons but also and very importantly because the Prophet ﷺ kissed it. Zayd ibn Aslam, he said that he saw Ibn Umar, the son of Umar ibn al-Khattab, may God be well pleased with them both, with a few of his shirt buttons opened. So he asked him, why are your shirt buttons unopened? And he said, I saw the messenger of God do so. I saw the messenger of God with his buttons opened, so I keep my buttons open. And on another occasion, Ibn Umar was traveling, and when they reached a certain area, he went around that area. It was kind of easier to go straight through it, but he went around it. So they asked him, why did you go around it? And he said, I saw the messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wasallam avoid it, so I did the same. And if he's avoiding the physical space that the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam avoided, then what kind of care would he have? regarding those things that are actually prohibited and that the Prophet ﷺ forbade of actions and words and deeds. If that was their care to the level of attention that they had to the things that the Prophet ﷺ did that might seem customary or might seem something related to his habit, if that was their concern for that, then what about the sacred law? And what about his beautiful sunnah, sallallahu alayhi wasallam? And this level of conformity, it really stems from a deep commitment and care and love. So that brings us to the call to action. Find one sunnah, one prophetic practice in your life that you can revive. You know, whether it's related to prayer or dua or something related to your lifestyle, whether it's going to sleep or eating or waking up or putting on your clothes, there are so many things. But find one sunnah at least in your life and reintroduce it and revive it in your life. The Prophet said, Whoever holds on to my sunnah at a time of corruption for my ummah, that person will have the reward of 100 martyrs. 100 martyrs, that even though times are tough, if you hold on to his way, you are given even more reward and honor and distinction. So find something and hold on to it and bite onto it with your molars. And there's a great resource for the sunnahs of the Prophet ﷺ related to so many different things in our daily lives great and beautiful book called Reviving the Forgotten Sunnah by Habib Muhammad Al-Aydarus, Habib Sa'ad, also known as Habib Sa'ad Al-Aydarus. May Allah have mercy on him. And a link for that book is in the show notes if you're interested in reviving more of the neglected sunnahs of the Prophet ﷺ. May Allah make us firm on the path of love. May we follow in the beautiful and glorious and honorable footsteps of the Messenger ﷺ. And may we be granted Allah's enabling grace, His tawfiq, 
in fulfilling these covenants and being people of success and felicity and honor and goodness and benefit for creation. Thank you for listening to Soul Food. To subscribe to the show, visit soulfood.fm where you can subscribe on iTunes, SoundCloud, or by email. If you're on iTunes, please also leave us a rating and a review. It helps more people discover the show.